0: The Types of Tawood. Because occurs here on page 300 of the Lebanese edition, page 233 of the Egyptian print. The Types of Tawood. And there comes the saying of Shaykhul Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, wa tawaghitu kathirun, wa rusuhum khamsa, iblis, la'anahullah. وَنَنْ He said, and the Taruts are many, and their heads are five. And he starts to list them. The Taruts are many, and he mentions that, that the heads of them are five. And he mentions them, firstly, Iblis, may Allah curse him. May Allah's curse be upon And whoever is worshipped, and he is pleased with that. So he mentions the first two in the Lista, Iblis, Satan, Shaytan, May Allah's curse be upon and whoever is worshipped and is pleased with that. Sheikh al Qasan said in his explanation, his saying, What? And the roots are many, and the heads of them are five. Shafi'ah Rahman said, The Tawhuts upon whom this definition applies are, what preceded what came last week, the definition came last week of what the Tawhut is, those whom it applies upon, he said, are ah, everyone who is worshipped. Or followed, or obeyed. And they are many. However, their heads are five. Meaning their major ones are five. Are five. And you the go through this one by one, or explain each other. them. Firstly, Iblis. May Allah's curse be upon him. La'an, la'an ibn Allah. And Shah Rauzan explains what is meant by la'an Allah. May Allah, may Allah's curse be upon him. Meaning, may Allah expel him and distance him away from his mercy. And that is the meaning of la'an. Allah's curse. His la'an is Allah's distancing that one. Repelling him and putting him At a distance away from his mercy Far away from his mercy On account of the fact That he refused To prostrate to Adam And he disobeyed Allah The perfect and most high And he was proud and haughty And he said in Iblis said When he was commanded by Allah To Make prostration to Adam, he said instead, Qala ana khayrun min min narin wa min Surah Sad, the 38th Surah, ayah 76. He refused to prostrate and he explained himself by saying, He said, I am better than him. You created me from fire and you created created him from clay. Sheikh said, so therefore he disobeyed the command of Allah and was haughty. So therefore Allah cursed him and repelled him and distanced him. And he is called Iblis. Why is he given the title Iblis? Sheikh said, he is called Iblis. It is said, in the, in the explanation here, why that is, title is given to Iblis, he said, it is said. Because he was, he was. because he despaired of mercy. Meaning, Ya'isa, he became. he despaired of mercy. So, a Mublis, a person who is described in the language as Mublis, is one who despairs of something. In other words, Iblis was called Iblis, meaning one who was one who despairs for his mercy, I'm not listening for his mercy. Then the Sheikh said, so Iblis, may Allah's curse be upon him, is the head of the Tawbuds. Because he is the one who commands the worship of other than Allah. If you remember in the story from before, the story of Nuh alayhi salam, how shirk first appeared. Who was the one behind it when it first appeared? It was Iblis whispering to the people. shirk first appeared. So shirk said, "Because he is the one who commands with worship of other than Allah, and he is the one who commands with following other than the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu and he is the one who commands obedience." To other than Allah by declaring things permissible or forbidden so therefore Iblis he is the source of evil and he is the head of the So in, in all the three senses of Targut Iblis is the one who commands with that is the one who commands the people to worship other than Allah he is the one who commands them to obey uh, in, in disobedience to Allah in making things lawful or forbidden he is the one who commands following other than the Messenger (sallallahu alaihi wasallam). him each time. So he is the first, and as the Shaykh said he is the first of the tarus, And Indeed, he is the head of them. Then he mentions the second of the Taurat. The second one, man obida wa radin The second one is whoever is worshipped, and he is pleased with that. If anyone besides Allah is worshipped he is pleased with that. Meaning, he is, pl- he is worshipped and he is pleased with being worshipped by the people, then he is a Tavut. As for one who is worshipped and he is not pleased with that, then he does not enter into that. In someone the people worship, but he didn't ever seek that from the people. He is not pleased with that. <coughs> then he's, he doesn't fall under, under the definition of ta'wud. Shaykh al says, because Isa والسلام, has been worshipped besides Allah. However, he was not pleased with that. And Isa alayhi the, the Prophet of Allah, the Messenger of Allah, Isa alayhi salam, no doubt the Christians have worshipped him. But that does not make him, we don't give him the term ta'wud, Because he was never pleased with that. Jeff said and his mother and Uzair and the awliya the beloved servants of Allah the beloved and obedient servants of Allah and the salihun, the righteous people from the servants of Allah they are not <coughs> pleased with that and all of these are people who have been worshipped by some people but they were never pleased with that Rather, they used to criticize this and fight against those who did it. (coughs) So whoever is worshipped and he is not pleased with that, then he is not called a Kabul. Then Sheikh Razan gives evidence for that and mentions the issue of Isa in particular. He said, and that is because when Allah sent down His saying. إِنَّكُمْ وَمَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَصَرُوا جَهَنَّمْ أَنْتُمْ لَهَا Surah Al-Biyah, the 21st surah, ayah 98 With the explanation You, addressed to the people of shirk You, and whatever idols you worship Will be fuel for the hellfire You will enter it The shaykh said, the people of shirk became became happy. And they said, we worship al-masih, we worship the Messiah, Isa alayhi salam. And we worship such and such, and we worship such and such. Therefore, they will be with us in the fire. The people of shirk tried to use this fire. The people of shirk, obviously they worship many things. Some of the people of shirk, the Christians amongst them, they worship Isa alayhi salam. Some of the people of Shirk they worship the angels. Some of the people of Shirk they worship beloved servants of Allah who have died and passed away. So when this ayah came down, the Shaykh is saying that the people of Shirk became happy. <laughs> the explanation, whatever you and whatever you worship besides Allah will be fueled by the hell fire. You will enter it, so the sheikh said. So the people shook, became happy. I Meaning, okay, all these things that worship besides Allah, they will be with us in the fire. So Isa, Aleyhissalam, he'll be there with us in the fire as well. Then, the sheikh said. So this, when they said this, Allah, the Most High, sent down these ayahs. Inna ladina ladhin sabqat rum min al-husna, mulaik anha mubardoon, la yasmauun hasisaha, wa hum fi wa hum fi mashdhah anfushum khalidoon. Surah Al-Anbiya, same surah, ayahs 101 to 102, with the explanation, those for whom Allah has written, that they shall be people of bliss, they shall be kept far away from it. They shall not hear even the slightest sound from it, from the fire. But rather, they shall be enjoying whatever their souls desire forever. Said, and there occurs in the other ayah That they said So surah Zukhruh, the 43rd surah Ayah 58 With the explanation that again the people of Shirk They said, trying to raise objection Trying to justify what they were upon <coughs> They said, are our gods better? Are those things that we worship better? Or is he the shaykh said meaning, by that they meant Isa Then he said Allah you know, the Most I said in reputation of them again zukhruf The same surah, 43rd surah, is 58-59 in The explanation They do not quote him as an example to you. They do not quote him, even the people of Shirk. They do not quote him as an example to you, except in order to argue. Indeed, they are an argumentative people. He was no more than a slave upon whom we bestowed favour, and we made him an example for the Banu Israel, for the descendants of Israel. Shaykh al said, so he is a slave of Allah. And he was not pleased that he should be worshipped besides Allah. Indeed, Allah sent him to criticize that. Allah sent Isa alayhi to criticize the worship of anything besides Allah. And he calls the I am proof of that. and Allah, <laughs> rabbi wa Sotun Ma'ida, the fifth Surah the of, I 117. In the context of the in the context of Al-Qiyamah, when Isa Alayhi is questioned about the worship of those who worshipped him, so that he will respond with the explanation, "I did not say to them." He is questioned, "Did you command them to do this?" So he will say, not to expose them, that he will say, "I did not say to them except what you commanded me to." that you should worship Allah alone my lord and your lord mm-hmm. Shait said so therefore one who is worshipped and he is not pleased with that he does not enter under this threat and he is not a because he rejects and criticizes that because a ta'bhut Is one who is pleased with being worshipped besides Allah the Mighty and Majestic. Then comes the (coughs) the saying of Shaykh al Islam in continuation of the text, (coughs) وَمَنْ النَّاسَ إِلَى عِبَادَةِ نَّفْسِهِ And whoever calls the people to worship himself. Shaykh Farzan said in explanation, and the third one, so we had the first two ta'ruts, now is the third. Said the third is whoever calls the people to worship himself. Yeah. He said, such as the heads of the people of Shirak, those who call the people to worship them. Ch- such as Fir'aun, the pharaoh, who said, the naziat 79th Surah, I-24. The explanation he peram said. So he said, "I am your highest Lord." Shah Wazan said, "Unlike and like an- an- Namrud, and like the extreme sufi's, those who call the people to worship them to such an extent that they give instructions to the people to worship them after they have died." So that he says, so that one of them says, when matters become very difficult for you, then come to my grave. Meaning, when affairs become difficult for you, then you should come to my grave, and a few hands full of earth cannot prevent you from me. So they counsel the people to come to their graves and to worship them. Or they counsel people to come to their graves and they promise them that they will carry out their needs so whoever calls the people to worship himself whether whilst he is alive or after he has died then he is from the heads of the Tarhuts and likewise whoever calls the people to worship someone else besides him he is from the Tarhuts and they are the callers to shirk they are taaguts those who falsely beautify shirk for the people and they call it with other than its name and they say this is a case of tawassul, a case of legitimate um, seeking legitimate means to Allah, towards Allah or it is a case they say it's a case of shafa'a legitimate intercession and they are many. So many of course we find them in this country from the extreme Sufis or many of the Sufis they hide under the guise of the call themselves Sufis and what they're calling to is Shirk and then to, to just, justify it they say no it's not Shirk don't believe those Wahhabis yeah? it's not Shirk it's Shifatah or it is Tawassul it's not Shirk at all. going to the graves making requests from that righteous person in the it's Tawassul it's Shifatah you should be aware it is shirk that they are calling you to. This one is calling to it is a ta'ut. No matter what he calls himself and what he claims to be qualified from. This is shirk and here's a ta'ut. The shaykh said, having said that there are many, he said, Those ta'ut, those are ta'uts. Because they call the people to shirk. So they call to the worship of other than Allah. And they call that with other than its name. And they falsely adorn it for the people with doubts, and with falsely adorned speech. They are tarbuts. The callers to shirk. Are tarbuts? Don't mean don't be fooled by the, by the flowery language or the speeches they give or whatever. If they're calling to take the cover off, if they're calling to shirk, they are tarbuts. What they're calling to is shirk. Whatever they call it Tawassul or whatever they want They want to try and make it. Be, be aware it is shirk And they are Tavood So Shaykh said The callers to shirk are Tavoods And everyone who is worshipped besides Allah And is pleased with that Or calls the people to the worship of himself Or calls the people to worship of other than Allah Then he is from the Tavoods Indeed, he is from the heads of the ta'boos. That's allah. We ask Allah for safety and salvation. Amen. And then comes the continuation of the main text, the with Shaykh al Islam, مِنَ الْغَيْبِ And whoever claims to possess anything from knowledge of the hidden and unseen. And whoever claims to possess anything from the ghaib, the hidden and the unseen. Sheikh Farazan said in explanation, the fourth one is whoever claims to possess anything from knowledge of the ghaib, the hidden and unseen. He said, and entering into this are the sahara the sorcerers, people of magic, and al-Munajjimun, the astrologers, and the Qur'an, soothsayers or fortune tellers, and the Ramnalun, the geomancers, and they are people who they draw lines from Ram, uh, sand. They draw lines upon sand, and then they try and interpret these lines upon the sand to predict future events. Geomancers or drawers. Ramnaloon. And everyone who claims that he possesses knowledge of the hidden and the unseen, and says to the people, Such and such will occur for you. See, whatever means they use to do it. They say, such and such will occur for you. For you, you will receive bliss. Or you will receive some hardship. Or you will have a successful marriage. Or you will have an unsuccessful one. Those people claim knowledge of the hidden and the unseen. And the vaiv, the hidden and unseen, is not known except by Allah, the perfect and most high. The Shethi Muhammad man. in his explanation, he mentions some different categories of people. He mentions, for example, those people who read, who read tea leaves. Coffee cups, they have a cup and you, you drink your tea and they pour the remainder out. They try and read the tea leaves or what, the grains at the bottom. And they, they claim, that if you look at it, you can't see anything. They claim they can predict things based upon it. So whatever means they use to predict things from the hidden and the unseen, Sheikh Razan said, and the the hidden and the unseen, is not known except by Allah, the Perfect and Most High. He, the Most High, said, قُلْ لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ So the twenty-seventh surah, ayah sixty-five. So the explanation no one in the heavens or the earth knows the غيب, the hidden and the unseen except Allah Shri Mataji said, and he the Most High said عالم الغيب فلا يظهر على غيبه أحدا إلا من رتضى من رسوله Surah Al Jinn, 72nd Surah highest 26 to 27 the explanation he Allah is the knower of the hidden and the unseen. And He does not reveal what He has kept hidden to anyone. Except to one He is pleased with whom He has sent as a messenger. Shaykh Rauzan said, And He the Most High said, وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا, إلا يَعْلَمُهَا وَلَا حَقَّةٍ فِي ظُّلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا رطب وَلَا يَابِسٍ إِلَّا فِي كِتَابِ الله. Surah Al-An'am 6 Thora, Ayah With the explanation And with Allah are the keys to the hidden and unseen No one knows it except Him And He knows whatever is in the land and in the ocean, and no leaf falls except that he knows of it. Nor is there any grain in the darkness of the earth, nor any fresh thing, nor any dry thing, except that it is written in a clear book. Shah Razan said, explaining <coughs> the phrase, <coughs> No one knows it except him. As this is a limitation. No one knows the ghaid, the hidden and unseen, except for Allah. Or, one to whom Allah has revealed something from the hidden and unseen, from His messengers. For the benefit of mankind, and as a miracle for the messenger. However, He will not know the hidden and unseen by Himself. That messenger, whoever, it, whoever Will not know the hidden and unseen from himself Rather He only knows it From Allah's teaching it to him So no one knows the hidden and unseen Except for Allah So therefore Whoever claims to have knowledge of the hidden and unseen Then He would be a sharer with Allah With regard to something particular To him He the perfect so therefore that person is a mushrik, a person of shirk. He is a ta'wud, And he is a kafir, a disbeliever. And this is one of the greatest forms of apostasy, ridah, away from Islam. And claiming to have knowledge of the hidden among And, unseen. and the finally, the last one, the saying that the Shaykh Islam in the main text, وَمَنْ حَكَمَ ma اللَّهِ and whoever judges by other than what Allah sent down. Shaykh Khawazan said, The fifth one is whoever judges by other than that which Allah sent down. And the proof is his saying, He the Most High. يُرِيدُونَ an يَتَحَاكَمُّوا إِلَىٰ Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 60. The explanation, they wish to refer for judgment to the Farhut. Sha'ala's answer. So whoever judges by other than that which Allah sent down, holding that to be permissible to do, then he will be a Farhut. And the person who says it is permissible to refer for judgment to man-made laws or to the customs of the times of ignorance or to the customs of the tribes of the Bedouins and to leave behind the legislation he says this is lawful to do or he says this is equal to that which Allah sent down and if he says it is better than that which Allah sent down or equal to that which Allah sent down or he says it is just permissible to do and he doesn't even say, it is equal or better. <coughs> he just says, it is permissible to do this. Then this person is a ta'ud. He won't any of these three things. It will be a ta'ud. And this is by the text of the Qur'an. He the Most High said, "Yuriduna أَنْ يَتَحَاكَمُوا ila طَعُودٍ Same ayah with the explanation They wish he refer for judgment to At-Taghut. So it was answered. He is called at because he has gone beyond his limit. Then he said, as for a person who judges by other than that which Allah sent down, whilst he affirms that that which Allah, that which Allah sent down is what is obligatory to follow, and is the truth, and that anything else is false and futile. And that he is judging with something futile, then this person is counted as being a, dis- a, a, a kafir, a disbeliever, who has committed kufr al lesser kufr, lesser disbelief, which does not take a person outside religion. And the religion. First, In the first category, the first three there, I mean that's major kufr. The person who holds that the, the man made laws are better than Allah's laws or equal to Allah's laws, or that it is permissible to judge by those laws. That person is outside Islam. As for a person, as the Shaykh said here, he doesn't say that. He said, no, for Allah's laws they are what is best, but he judges by something else. As the case here, the Shaykh mentioned here. Then, he agrees that these other things are false and futile. But he just, for his weakness or whatever, <coughs> Then he judges by something else. Sheikh said, he has committed kufr, he he's described as a disbeliever, who has committed kufrun asqar, lesser kufr, which does not take a person outside the religion. However, he is upon great danger. He is upon a way which may lead to kufr disbelief, which takes a, one outside the whole of Islam, if he becomes lax about this matter. And he said, as for one who judges by other than that which Allah sent down without intending to do so. He mentions a separate category altogether. One who judges by something, he gives a judgment which is not the judgment sent down. Allah Allah. Not <coughs> intending to do so. the chef explains. Rather from ijtihad, from personal striving and deduction. And he is a person who is rightful to be performing ijtihad, personal deduction from the jurists, on the people of Fiqh, Fuqaha'a, and he performs Ijtihad, he strives to attain the correct ruling, (coughs) however, he does not actually attain the judgment of Allah, and he he makes a mistake in his Ijtihad, then this is forgiven for him, (coughs) I mean, what he judges in the end is not what Allah has sent down, the judgment he did, Islam says such and such. Based on the issue, he's wrong. That is not on the truth. Then, but this curse this person here, in this case, in which he strive to what, he strove to claim what's correct, but he, in the end, he was mistaken. said, this person is mistaken. This person is forgiven. Because the evidence, he said, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when the judge judges and strives and he is correct then he will receive two rewards and when the judge strives and is mistaken then for him there is one reward as I mentioned the hadith reported by Bukhari as hadith 7352 and by Muslim as hadith 1716 and it's a hadith of Amr ibn al said, because he did not deliberately commit a mistake he was intending the truth he was intending to conform to the judgment of Allah the Mighty Majestic however, he was not granted the success of attaining it. So this person is counted as being excused and one who will receive reward. However, it is not permissible to follow him upon the earth. It is not permissible for us to follow him upon the earth. So from this are the matters of ijtihad of the jurists, the scholars of fiqh, who have made a mistake in those matters, or the striving of the judges in the courts, when they strive to attain, to arrive at a ruling, and they exert effort to reach the, the truth, however they are not granted it. So their error is forgiven.